congregation may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. A hundred different ways you could start this sermon this morning. I chose this one. Uh, a report was just done. Uh, young people were asked, um, thousands of young people, probably um, teenagers and, and, and younger, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you think the number one answer over all the possible answers were for young people when they were asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? Do you think doctor? Lawyer? Famous? I'm not kidding. The majority of young people, when they were asked, what do you want to be when you grow up, they answered, Famous. That ought to shock us. Famous is not a vocation from God. It is not something that God would call us to be. It is actually counterintuitive to everything that the church in the Bible would teach. It's actually the very thing that the devil would teach. Famous. And oh, there's no distinction between famous and infamous. They are one and the same. So you're coming here this morning wondering what in the world is going on in our world. How could a person perpetrate the types of things that we've seen in the last 24 hours. El Paso, Texas. This morning at 1 in the morning, Dayton, Ohio, another mass shooting. I'm telling you, the people who perpetrate these things do not do them in a vacuum. We hear about manifestos less, about um, ideologies behind what's going on. If you're like me and, and you, 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 you're confused, there's nothing to be confused about. It is, by definition, narcissism. That's what narcissism is. What do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be famous. I want to be loved by everyone. That is the definition of narcissism. So why are these things happening? Well, this is the unholy writ. It is an unholy liturgy. It is an unholy worship. It is the unholy church of the devil. That's what we saw yesterday and early this morning. It has its own rubric. It has its own liturgical forms. It has its own word of unholy scripture. This morning in our lessons, we have a list of these unholy uh, things, these unholy ways of life, these actual ways that if you were to em embrace them in your life, could bring you to the ultimate goal of being well-known, universally known, worldwide known, 
famous. Sexual immorality. We see that. That makes some people famous. Impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, idolatry. You see, this is the, this is the text for the unholy. And that's what we see in our world is this unholiness. This is where the world goes when we push and we move God out and we don't have God in our lives when we participate then in this unholy church, this unholy trinity that exists in our world. This unholy trinity of sin, death, and the power of the devil. Now, if the devil's desire and if his M.O., his modus operandi, is to get you to be anxious, mission accomplished, Yesterday and this morning? What if his goal is to get you to fear? Mistrust. And ultimately, if he could even get you to say, God, how could you do this? He's got us right where he wants us. So you're coming this morning and you're going to ask, Pastor, what can we do? What can we do to change this world? What can we do to combat what's going on in our world? That's never been a secret. It's a simple little word. You. Repent. Repent of your desire, your narcissism, your desire to be loved by others, your desire maybe to be famous or acknowledged. You see what happens there in this unholy church of the world? Well, then glory is, for me, my glory. And I could care less whether that's what you would call good or bad. Repent. I wonder, I wonder if tragedy could have been averted. If tragedy could have been averted yesterday and early this morning, if these two perpetrators, these two individuals could have been reached with the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If they could have been reached with this good news, not the bad news of the world, but with this good news of salvation through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. If that's the case and tragedy could have been, could have been avoided, then who is responsible then ultimately? This is going to hurt. You and me. We didn't do what our Lord and Savior has called us to do. To go out and make disciples of all nations. To bring the good news of the gospel that can mend and, and bring back and make whole all this brokenness in the world that we, we, we refuse day after day to, to do the very thing that we've been called to do. You know what? We're amateurish when it comes to our faith, aren't we? I know that I am, and it's time to step up. It's time. What can we do, pastor, in this world of sin and darkness? Stop Acting like your faith is a hobby. Your faith is not a hobby. 
Don't be amateur in your faith. Let's step up. Let's go pro. That's where the sermon really begins that I prepared for this week. Training camps are happening right now. OSU and OU are in camps. The young men are learning the playbooks. They are going to execute these sets of plays. And I was thinking, they probably have these plays memorized. They probably could do these plays in their sleep. You see, they are moving from amateur to pro. So I put together a few plays for you. Now, this is not exhaustive. It's about eight little plays. Um, I developed them like in the, in the course of 15 minutes. Um, and not a whole lot of thought went into these. It's not like some grand um, reality that, wow, this is going to change my life forever. No, these are just simple little plays. I would invite you to come up with your own plays for your own playbook. It's time to stop amateur, being an amateur Christian and amateur faith and a, as, a, as like a hobby, but go pro. My, one of my favorites is RTB A66B. Oh, I like the sound of that, you know. Okay, guys, we're going to do RTB A66B. That's read the Bible, all 66 books. On three. Everybody in? Okay, so let's huddle up. We're going to get this play done. So this year, what you would do is if you um, want to uh, execute this play, is you would read all 66 books of the Bible over the course of the next 12 months. When you get it done, mark it off. Hey, guess what? You can do this play more than once. If you wanted to, you could actually read the Bible maybe three or four times this year and mark the play off three or four times. Do you know that the, that the, that the gentlemen in OU and OSU, they're practicing these plays over and over and over so that they become so routine that they can just do them almost in their sleep. It'll become second nature to them. That's going pro. I have another one. Omaha, 112, IWVWJ. Okay, this is on two. Okay, so huddle up. So the idea is um, Omaha, which would stand for Outreach Ministry, always has agape. Uh, yeah, I was, I was kind of stretching, you know. I, liked, I, I was really trying to fit the Omaha into it. But one day each, um, each, each month. So the idea would be that the person who would execute this play would volunteer 12 times this year, so once a month, uh, to help outreach in one of their ministries. Well, guess what? We're going to probably have to go to the director of our outreach ministry, Patty Roth, and ask her, what can I do? And she'll tell you, here's some things that we can do. And then we execute. And you don't have to do this play just one time. You could do this play over and over and over again so that it becomes almost second nature to you. What can we do, Pastor? What can we do in this world that seems to be so corrupt and lost in sin? How about we up our game? How about we get to these young men? Because there's, there's others, men and women, um, out there who are going to perpetrate even worse things than we've ever seen. What if we get to them first? What if we get to them and we express to them the love of God through Jesus Christ? And then they take all that energy that they had put into these atrocities And reached others for Christ. Some of these folks on the other team, which is the devil's team, are the Billy Grahams of the devil. 
We know them by name. They have become infamous. What if the gospel reaches them? What if the gospel takes a hold of them? Here's the name of one where that happened. His name was Saul. He was a murderer of Christians. And he would take Christians and he would take them and put them in prison. And the Lord Jesus Christ came to him in the midst of him committing atrocities. And brought him into a life of good news. You see, Paul went from being an amateur to going pro. His playbook, it changed completely. Instead of going and persecuting Christians, he went now and started making disciples of all nations, the Greeks. You and I are here today because of this conversion of this murderer made apostle. That does not just stop with Paul. It can continue with you and me. I want to take you to the scripture that I would use um, to, to undergird our little playbook here. And it is uh, Colossians chapter 3. Now we read verses 1 through 11. I want to pick up at 16, uh, through seven, 16 and 17 of Colossians chapter 3. Now remember we've been talking about the word made flesh and that mystery of Jesus being right in front of people and them not being able to acknowledge it or receive it or understand it. Remember Mary? Mary, the word of God was right there in the flesh before her and she sat at his feet and listened. Remember that? Paul says, let the word of Christ, remember the mystery of the word made flesh? Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. This is what it means to be really rich. The gospel lesson today, Jesus ends when he says, so is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. This now is rich toward God. Let the word of Christ dwell within you richly. Teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thanksgiving in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This playbook is for the glory of God, not so that you might be glorified, but so that God might be glorified. Expand your playbook. This is just a start. We're going to go pro now with this. I want you to develop your own playbook. Maybe you have these plays in there. Our playbook should probably be as long as Genesis is from Revelation. You see, that's God's playbook for us. To bring the good news that His Son, Jesus Christ, has atoned for our sins. The devil, he's working. You're seeing it and experiencing it. The only way that we can combat it is to do the work of the Holy Spirit. You see, they're doing the work of the devil. We will do the work of the Holy Spirit. Are you ready? On three. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And now may the peace of God, it transcends our ability to understand. May it keep your hearts and minds always never focused on your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.